Hello and welcome to another podcast episode. I'm Ray, you don't need me to tell you that anymore, do you? Right, uh, Bob, before... <laughs> Bob, I've got a cup of coffee here. Bob wants to hear me sipping my coffee. Uh, last time, was it last week, I said I'm just going to sip my tea and I switched the recorder off, had a sip of tea and then came back. So hang on, let's have my coffee. Ah, there we are. I don't actually slurp, Bob, so that'll have to do you. I'm not going to slurp. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, let's get the preliminaries over. I can't say that. The first of all things over with. It's half past seven. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. Zero degrees, which is 32 Fahrenheit, of course. 10.24 millibars. 94% humidity. That's very wet, isn't it? It's icy out there, frosty and icy. So it must have been well below zero degrees in the night. The wind, a little bit of, well, I don't know, a bit of breeze coming from the east. I went down the garden just now to feed the birds and the squirrels and whatever else is hanging around down there waiting for food. And I noticed the frog spawn in the pond. The pond's got a thin layer of ice over it. Was it last winter or the winter before that the we had a really cold, icy night and it killed the frog spawn? Instead of little black dots in the middle of the sort of jelly things, they were white. And I looked that up, I read up about it, and apparently they're dead if it goes white. Why do frogs, and toads presumably, lay spawn? Do they lay spawn? You lay eggs, don't you? So, well, you don't, but frogs do. No, frogs don't lay eggs. So why do they lay their spawn in, well, we're into March now, but February as it was when they did that. Why not wait till April or May even when there's nice warmer weather, when the pond's a bit warm? I don't know. I don't understand that. that. That's rather odd. And also, while I was down the garden, <laughs> looking at the icy pond, I thought about the Ice Age. How did animals get on in the Ice Age? I mean, obviously, frogs survived the Ice Age because they're with us now, and toads did. But what did they do in the Ice Age? Did they hibernate for... I don't even know how long the Ice Age lasted, do you? I remember at school, this is the trouble, I didn't listen at school, I couldn't be bothered with any of it, but I do remember one of the teachers droning on about the Ice Age, along with all other ages, you know, Bronze Age and whatever, Stone Age. But the Ice Age in particular, I didn't listen to that, so I've no idea when it was or how long it lasted. They do say we're having a, an Ice Age again in the future at some, some point, I don't know. But how did the birds, for example, how did they survive the Ice Age? Perhaps I've got the image of the Ice Age all wrong. I imagine that everything is sort of 10 feet thick, solid ice. There's no grass, there's no bushes, trees, nothing. Perhaps that's wrong, because nothing could survive that. They need food. So that's something else to add to my list of things to look up. When was the Ice Age? How long was it for and how bad was it? Just going back to embarrassing moments or first dates or whatever. Thanks, Nick, for your audio contribution last Wednesday. Friend of mine, Dave, he started going out with a girl, Angela. Very nice girl. She had lovely hair. Really, really nice hair. And whenever I saw Dave and them together, I looked at her hair. And I thought, wow, you know, this is incredible. It was fantastic. Like, was it Shirley Temple that had those long sort of locks curly locks hanging down I don't know anyway a couple of times when I'd seen them in the pub Dave was saying to her your hair is fantastic it's really nice it must take you ages to do this I think he'd only been going out with her for two or three weeks then one evening the four of us went out for a meal in this Indian restaurant I'm going back to the 70s there was a Chinese restaurant there I've got to get the facts right haven't I and we're sitting at the table and I said again I said Angela, your hair is fantastic. It must take you ages to do it. And she looked agitated. She banged down her knife and fork and she said, all Dave talks about is my hair and how lovely my hair is. And, and I thought, oh dear, you know, is that a problem? And then she said, now you've started. And she got up and grabbed her bag and she said, as she was leaving, she turned round to us, looked at us and said, it's a wig. And she stormed off out of the restaurant. And, oh dear, I mean, it was embarrassing. Well, not embarrassing. I don't know who it was embarrassing for. But a few days later, I saw this Dave. She didn't like her own hair. That's what it was. It was very thick hair. 
very thick blonde hair and it looked like straw. And in fact, all her time at school, they had called her a scarecrow because of her hair. It looked like, what was that, uh, Wurzel Gummidge? Was, oh, I don't know. Um, anyway, it looked like a scarecrow. And that's why she wore this wig. And apparently he was always on about it. And then I'm mentioning it as well. And she just had enough and stormed out. I don't think they lasted long together. But what a shame. I, I mean, why didn't she say to him about her hair? Then he could have, I don't know. But there we are. That was embarrassing for her, I suppose. I've had an email from Ed. Hello, Ed. He, sa- <laughs> he says, what was it, Ed? Seven times I've mentioned the pine table. My desk, it was three pounds from an auction. And the auctioneer sold it to me. No one else bid on it. And I got it for three pounds. And he said, I've got a bargain. And that's now my desk. I do go on about it, don't I, Ed? Apologies for that, (laughs) dear. No, Ed is actually laughing about it. He's waiting for the next time I mention the table. I'm looking at it now. It could do with sanding, actually. Sanding down and then perhaps stain and varnish. Anyway, that's the end of the pine table. I promise I won't (laughs) go on about the, the pine table anymore. It's funny, I've been recording these podcast episodes for so many years now. I think I've said before, I have it, I'm saying it again, I am bound to be repetitive. I perhaps talk about things and you might think, well, hang on a minute, you were saying that three years ago, now you're saying it again. I am, I mean, everyone's repetitive, aren't they? I'll tell you who is repetitive. Uh, Mothers, mothers are, and mothers-in-law, I've got to get that right, it's not mother-in-laws, mothers-in-law. Have the grammar police after me otherwise. <laughs> but uh, my mum and Trisha's mum. Oh, I went downtown the other day and I saw so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. We had a coffee together. It was lovely. Next time we see them. Oh, I didn't tell you. I saw so-and-so. We went downtown together and it was had a coffee and it was lovely. Yes, you told me that the other day. The thing is, I'm beginning to do that. I'll say to Trish, oh, guess who I spoke to on my radio earlier? This, And she'll say, yeah, you, you told me. You told me earlier, did I? You told me, yes, it was so-and-so, and you said this. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I suppose it's old age, is it? Now, hang on. Talking of old age, nothing to do with it. Terry. Terry says, are your podcasts now in stereo? It's not easy to tell. They are. He says, can you do a test? Well, I can, Terry. Hang on a minute. Look, I'm now in... There we are. I'm now this side, OK? One, two, three... And I'm now this side, one, two, three. I don't know which is left and right. I've probably got them back to front. But that should help you with the stereo thing. Right, Ed Pine Table, I've done that. Ray, hello to you. Ray sent me a couple of uh, things, uh, leaflets, whatever they are, PDFs. I don't know what they are. What's that? Hang on, we've got a news flash. No, we haven't. That's something else. <laughs> I'll be slurping my coffee in a minute, Bob, so hang on a minute. Uh, Ray, yes, thank you very much. Uh, you've sent me... A thing all about my hometown, all about the pubs, the various pubs and what they were and what they're called now. Very interesting. And another PDF document about uh, the wartime. Um, That is very interesting, where bombs were dropped. In fact, there was a bomb dropped in the road at the back of us, round the block, where the railway line is. I think they were aiming for the railway line and missed. And they blew up a house over there. And the shock brought down the ceilings in our house. Well, a lot of the houses around here, you know, windows shattered, obviously, all sorts. And when we moved in here, they had the old cardboard, not cardboard, hardboard ceilings were put up, temporarily put up. I know I've mentioned this before and I know I'm being repetitive, but that's interesting, Ray, to read all about that. So thank you for that. I've since replaced all the ceilings, so that's good. But yeah, the, the shock just brought down, I suppose, the shock wave, brought down the whole lot. In fact, my grandmother's house up in Sutton in Surrey during the war, a bomb was dropped and it lifted the roof of their house just a little bit and the roof landed again, but at an angle. So the whole roof was, I think, only a few inches, but it landed again on the house at an angle. So uh, I can't remember what happened there. I think it was all put right in the end. Presumably, they had to take the whole roof down. The wood, everything, the rafters, the beams, I don't know. That's a thought. I can't ask her now, bless her, because she's gone. Uh, Larry, thank you for your YouTube links. Excellent. Larry is always sending me things to YouTube, music and various radio things and all sorts of interesting stuff. 
Thank you, Larry, for that. I've got here on my list, it says school discipline. Now, I wrote that the other day thinking, oh, yes, I'll mention that. Of course, now I don't know what it means. What does school discipline mean? I've also written tomatoes. Hang on. Getting organised here again. I've also written tomatoes. You know, there's a shortage. I don't know whether it's just UK and Europe, but uh, apparently it's been all over Europe. There's been very bad weather. There's been rain in Mallorca. Not rain, snow, rain. Listen to me. Snow in Mallorca. And this is what has caused the shortage of vegetables and fruit and whatever. Of course, people are saying, oh, Brexit, see, Brexit's caused this weather. <laughs> anyway, I'm not getting into that. Now, where's, hang on, I've got to get my iPad here because I've had another couple of emails. Oh, here we are. It's another one from Ray. I'll read that out in a minute. That's only just arrived. So I shall be answering that in a minute, Ray. But uh, yeah, tomatoes. Trish has just been uh, to the supermarket to do the shopping. And she said there's not any shortage of anything. No shortage of anything at all. Plenty of tomatoes, plenty of everything. Now, this is odd because online I'm seeing photos. Someone will say, here's our local shop. Look at it, absolutely packed with tomatoes and everything. And someone else has got a, a picture of their supermarket on with a load of empty shelves. So I'm not quite sure what's going on. Anyway, our local supermarket is packed full of everything that you want. But we're going to grow our own tomatoes anyway, so they can um, <laughs> do what they like with theirs. Hello to Alison. Thanks for contacting me. Alison says, whenever you talk about girls or the old days and meeting people and meeting lads and whatever, it's always in the pub. Were people always in the pub? They were, Alison. Where else was there? You ask a girl out. OK, do you want to go out for a drink? Yep, yeah, or whatever meet you in the pub or you pick her up and you go to a pub somewhere for a drink, have a chat and get to know her. I don't think I ever took anyone out for a meal on the first date. Do you want to go out for a meal? Get to know them a little bit first. And the pub really, well, as the name implies, public house, it was where the public met. It was a public place, which was great. Of course, they've gone now. As I'm just looking on the PDF document there, from Ray. All those pubs mentioned, well not all of them, but most of them on that list he sent me, the pubs have gone. It's such a shame because they were great places to meet friends, to meet new people, to have a chat, discuss the news. There was one thing, it was the, the sort of six o'clock brigade they were called. On their way home from work people would have a pint. So no matter what work you did, you pop in and have a pint on the way home. Just say hello to people. You know, what was your day like? Oh, not bad. Yeah, we did this. We did that. Just have a quick chat and then go home for your evening meal and to spend the evening with your, your family. So, Alison, yes, whenever I arranged to, to meet a friend or let's go out, it was to the pub. It, we weren't all alcoholics. <laughs> well, not everyone. I knew one or two, but not everyone was alcoholic. It was just a great place to meet. What I found very useful about the pub, the local pub, you know, being a regular, was you knew a, a plumber, an electrician, a car mechanic, a painter and decorator, um, an insurance broker, a, a solicitor, a bank manager. You knew everyone. You know, you had a problem with your car or electrical stuff or plumbing problem. That's all right. Oh, you see Fred over there. Yep, Fred. Or there's... Uh, John, John will sort that out for you. It was brilliant. I was into, uh, you know, TV repairs, radio and TV repairs. So I repaired a, a few tellies for people. Oh, Ray will sort your telly out. So, it, you know, it worked. It was a really good meeting place. The trouble is now, the ones that are left are, I'll I tell you what, this is interesting. Trisha just got back with the shopping and she said, I've spent £17 on alcohol. £17. That's my uh, real ale beers and a bottle of wine and whatever. For, no, no, it was more than 17. With hers, I think it was £24 on alcohol. Now, that alcohol will last us uh, a week and a half, two weeks, perhaps, all right, because we don't booze all the time. And she said, that's quite a lot, isn't it? Which I suppose it is out of your whole shopping thing, £24. But as I pointed out, you go down the pub for the evening, the two of us, it'll cost you that or more. So really... <laughs> Buying 24 quid's worth of booze, which will last us at least two weeks, or more, I would think, longer than that, is a 
a lot cheaper than going to the pub. I think that the trouble is with pubs these days, they're not pubs now, they're restaurants. And everything, well, it's not just beer and everything, is it? Not just food, tomatoes, everything is so expensive. Going to the pub now can be a very expensive evening out. As you know, we go to our club on a late Friday afternoon and the, the alcohol around there is very cheap. The wine, well, a bottle of wine. What was the last one? Trish and her sister uh, one evening got a bottle of wine, £8 something, I think, for the whole bottle. Whereas in, in a pub you know, or other places, you can pay £8 for a glass of wine. So I don't know. It's just a shame that pubs are closing everywhere and the ones that are left are basically restaurants. They're not pubs. Oh, before I forget, thank you to everyone that sent me links and information on podcasts. You remember I said, I can't find any other podcast similar to mine. You know, some chap or lady chatting in her bedroom or shed. Or like I do, I chat away in my air-conditioned high-tech studio. I'm not going to mention the pine business, Ed, don't worry. So I, I couldn't find anyone. And thank you for the links that people have sent me. I found one or two interesting podcast there to listen to so that's good I keep saying that don't I so that's good I shall cross that off my list my voice is a little bit have you noticed a bit croaky I've still got this cough I did a covid test I probably told you that so here we are repetition again I did a covid test and that's fine so I haven't got that it was just well I caught it from Butlins that's what it was I got covid from Butlins last year and now this time I had a cold and a cough from Butlins <laughs> I've still got this school discipline here written on my list. I just can't think what that was about. I must write more than just a couple of words. I'll have to put something like school discipline, you know, blah, 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 so I know what it was about. It's like in the old days, tie a knot in your handkerchief so you don't forget. Well, that's all very well, but don't forget what? Oh, well, what was it someone said the other day? I put my foot down, talking of knots in handkerchiefs from the old days. Someone said, I'd had enough of that, and in the end, I put my foot down. Have you heard that expression? I remember my nan using that. I wasn't going to put up with that. I put my foot down in the end and put a stop to it. So there's a strain. Why would you put your foot down? That's odd, isn't it? Mind you, most things seem odd to me. <laughs> Perhaps I'm odd. I'm sure you're all nodding in agreement now that I'm odd. I'm different. I think we're all different. I like people that are different, you know, not the same old, same old. It's nice to be unique or <laughs> as one of the grandchildren call it unique unique that was funny it's like coincidence isn't it now look at that blue sky well you can't look but that sky is beautiful out there well if i lean over here you get the stereo effect there we are it's lovely trish has gone downtown i've just ordered from a i won't mention but a online place a big online place where you can bid on things I wanted 10 skewers, you know, long skewers that dig into the lawn. For when Gary's out there in the summer, the tortoise, we're going to put a fence around. I've got a little fence and I wanted 10 skewers just to stick in the lawn to fix the fence to. That way we can move it around and do whatever. Well, I waited two weeks for these skewers to turn up. The postman yesterday put a note through our door. There's a package for you at the post office. You owe 150 because they, they haven't covered the, the proper amount of postage. Trish went down there this morning because she's meeting her mum in town for coffee. She's picked up, paid the 150 picked up the 10 skewers. There's one skewer and a load of springs. So it's not what I ordered anyway. I mean, oh, stone the crows. Why can't people get things right? I've waited two weeks for the wrong thing and had to pay £1.50 postage on top. I try, if I can, to avoid online things, um, auction things, because I have, I mean, in the main, it's pretty good, but I have had some not too good experiences now and then. All right, I'll get the, a refund. That's not the problem. I want the skewers, but uh, not to worry. Moving on swiftly. I have had to order some seeds online, beetroot seeds, carrots, whatever else. I can't remember what I've ordered now. Onion sets stuff like that, geranium plugs, they call little plants. I've ordered that lot online. I went to a garden centre the other day with Trish. Beetroot seeds I wanted. No, haven't got any of those. Oh, okay. Carrots. No, haven't got any carrot seeds. So we went to another place. They haven't got any beetroot seeds. And I just thought, I'm not doing this. I'll order it online, which I did. Turned up two days later. 
actually worked out cheaper than the garden centre place would have been anyway. So why am I telling you about seeds? If there's going to be a shortage of vegetables and whatever, I reckon that people will start buying seeds. There'll be a seed shortage next. Perhaps I should buy up a few hundred packets and sell them, <laughs> sell them on eBay or some other auction site. There we are. I paid, I paid sort of, what, one, two pounds a packet. Tomato seeds, ten pounds a packet. <laughs> Beat the shortage. No, I can't do that. I couldn't be bothered, to be honest. Had an email from Amy. Hello, Amy. She's about my age and she works in a charity shop as a volunteer. And she says she had a bit of trouble. I don't... Norm, as Amy said, I know you don't normally talk about this sort of thing, and, and I don't for obvious reasons, but uh, someone went into the shop and Amy said to her colleague, would you serve that lady because I'm tied up? And this lady shouted out, I'm not a lady, I'm they or them to you. And Amy said, you know, being about our age, she said, I'm not used to this. And she said, I didn't deliberately mean to upset anyone or cause trouble. And she said that, uh, anyway, this person got on to whoever, the manager and stuff, and Amy had to leave the shop. They, they said, look, it's best that you leave the shop because this person, them, they, had created so much fuss and threatened this and that and the other. And, I mean, Amy has... I'm not going to go into it too much. She didn't go into it too much, but she's quite upset. She'd been a volunteer at the shop for several years and... This person looked like a lady and she just said to her friend, well, would you serve that lady? I'm tied up. And she said, I wonder whether we should take note of the, the Queen's English. Well, it's the King's English now, Amy, isn't it? I keep forgetting that. The Queen's English and call people one. Would one like to be served? Would one like a cup of coffee? <laughs> My husband and I. That's a thought, though, isn't it? One. One went to the pub the other day and one met one. <laughs> I don't know. But that's sad, though, Amy. You lost your job. Um, she says that you know she didn't wasn't sacked, but she was just told it's probably best that you you don't volunteer here anymore. I mean that's daft, isn't it? I don't know. As you say, Amy, and as I said, it's not the sort of thing I want to get into on the podcast. But uh, I did ask Amy's permission just to mention that. Right here we are, Bob. A bit puffed out. Just ran downstairs, and well, I didn't run back up because I've got coffee. So I'm just going to have a, <laughs> a slurp. Hang on. Oh, that's nice. Decaffeinated coffee. When I went off caffeine, we went from ordinary coffee to decaf. And for two weeks, my legs ached. I couldn't sleep. I was in awful pain with my legs. Went on for about two weeks. And then I read somewhere that if you just cut caffeine out like that, just instantly gone, you will have all these pains and dreadful things. Isn't that awful? And I've also got a lemon biscuit. Trish makes me lemon biscuits because they're minus 20 calories each. Well, they're not, but that's what I say they are. I've been trying to find out about the Ice Age. It seems, what's this say? I can't even read my own writing these days. Ended about 11,700 years ago. I mean, all the information on the internet is contradictory, isn't it? One place says it was 2.6 million years ago. Another place says it ended 11,700 years ago. And this is the... Th now, here's the thing. Here we are, for all those in North Carolina, here's the thing. I thought the temperatures would have been something like minus 50 C all the time, and worse, minus 100 C. I read on one place on online, average temperatures around the whole world were 6 degrees centigrade, not minus anything. Well, 6 degrees centigrade, that's... It's colder than that in our winters. That's not an ice age, is it? And what I didn't know, apparently there were several ice ages. There was a, a few little ice ages, as they call them, and some others. I suppose they were massive ones. So I don't know. I, I've none the wiser for looking all over the internet. I'm none the wiser. Not to worry. I expect someone out there listening to this will be saying, oh, I know, I know about the ice age, and I'll get an email. In a minute, I'll get an email which would be good if you know about the Ice Age, how cold it was. As I said earlier, it can't have been that cold because all the animals and birds and whatever we've got these days would not have survived, would they? They'd all be long since gone. If you do know anything about the Ice Age, when it was or when they were, there's that they, them again, <laughs> and how cold it was 
raise rants at protonmail.com raise rants at protonmail.com reorganize my i nearly said something in my desk i won't mention the p word ed uh, my monitor has always been at an angle my pc monitor and it's always been a bit orcs because the the lead from the computer to the monitor was too short now about a year ago i ordered a five meter lead and it turned up and it's perfect but i never actually fitted it i couldn't be bothered to climb under the the desk get to the back of the computer and you know swap the lead round anyway yesterday trish did it for me i can't go my knee hurts so trish did it for me and my computer screen is now square on to me i'm facing it rather than looking at the reflection of the window in in the screen so that's not bad it only took a year i should have done it when it arrived and to make it worse i said to trish i'm going to fit that lead and i couldn't find it do you know it took me over an hour to find it and it was just where i left it i hadn't looked properly the first time so i got told off as you can imagine I had another email, that was from Colin, hello Colin. He said, did you abbreviate words, presumably you're young Colin from your email, um, back in the 50s and 60s, did you abbreviate words like I just ab- abbreviate awkward? I said orcs, didn't I? Yes, we did. Uh, well, well, we had fab, didn't we? Which I suppose was fabulous. And there were some others that I can't remember. I'll, I'll remember them in a minute. But yes, we did, but not, I think, not to the extent that we do these days. I suppose it's text isn't it it's people texting on the phone they abbreviate words shorten them to uh, save their, their thumbs wearing it have you seen these these youngsters with their thumbs on their phones i can't do that it just it just annoys me <laughs> the phone is so small mind you they're bigger now aren't they some of them but yes colin back in those days we i don't know what dig meant in the hippies where someone would say hey man you dig dig i mean where did that come from dig what dig a hole fab obviously was short for fabulous I, I suppose it was short for fabulous there were one or two others that i can't mention for reasons that may or may not be obvious i've still got school discipline here do you know i heard on the news this morning that one hundred thousand children now this is on tv news so you can't believe a word of it one hundred thousand children have not gone back to school after the covid lockdown which ended last year they haven't gone back to school and people are now saying i don't know who they are people in government or whoever they are are saying that parents that are on benefits their benefits should be stopped if their children play truant you know hooky don't go to school so i really don't know what's going on i I don't think that's what my message here school discipline means but i'll tell you what in my day if a load of us didn't bother to go to school, well, we'd have got the cane. We'd have got the cane not only from the teachers. If we did go to school, we'd get the cane from our, our dads as well. So how about that? 100,000 children haven't gone back to school. Mind you, a lot of people want to work from home now. They won't go back to the office again. So I've heard on the news. That wouldn't have happened in the old days. You get the sack. There again, I suppose people couldn't have worked at home in the old days because there were no computers and things i don't know but what a situation i tell you what i'm glad i'm not prime minister or some government person it all appears to be such a mess i I really don't know what's going on i can't keep up with it well i don't try anymore this email from ray hello ray yes you spelt lemmings wrong but you did correct that (laughs) story about a girlfriend or rather a girl i went out with once and never again what's that tighten your seatbelt sounds like an aircraft in here it's a bit of a long story but basically ray met this lovely girl real stunner absolute stunner looked very much like caroline munro i don't know i saw the photo you sent ray so thanks for that so yeah caroline munro who used to advertise lamb's navy rum i remember lamb's navy run being advertised and haig whiskey don't be vague ask for haig anyway Ray asked this girl out, six foot tall, stunner. That's the girl, not Ray. And when he picked her up, she was dressed in odd clothing, like a red Indian squaw. And he says he noticed uh, tattoos on her neck and lower legs. And when they got to the restaurant, I'm not going to read the whole email out, Ray, because there's quite a lot of it. Uh, When they got, uh, yeah, he went to the bar. When he got back to the table, 
she'd moved the chair away and she was sitting on the floor with her legs crossed. And of course, everyone was staring at her. He pulled up a chair and, and sat down. And she said, yeah, why don't you join me? But he wouldn't. He stayed in the chair. Anyway, he drank his beer as soon as possible and drove her to her house and dropped her off. And apparently she said to him, where is it? Um, she said he was weak and he was to go back to his pathetic world. That's strange, isn't it? I knew a girl. I'll answer your email in a minute, Ray. I knew a girl. Oh, here we go. <laughs> she was lovely and uh, I started going out with her. And she wore a lovely, as I said the other week, frock, you know, a frock or a dress. She wore a lovely frock and she looked really nice. And I picked her up one evening. I thought we were going to fancy dress or something and I'd forgotten. She was wearing a, a leather jacket. She'd shaved off her eyebrows and I don't know what she'd done to her face. She had black lipstick. She combed her, dyed her hair black and combed it all back, and she looked awful. She wore, what was she wearing? She wore some jeans with a kind of leather skirt over the top. I mean, this was in the in the 60s, early 70s, but she had completely changed from this pretty girl in a frock to this, I don't know, sort of vampire-looking whatever she looked. I don't know what she was. So not quite the same as your experience, Ray, but... Um, yeah, an Indi red Indian squaw. That's interesting. And tattoos back in the 60s, you mentioned, Ray. Yeah, I I don't know. Tattoos, I mean, I don't want to get involved in that. One of our daughters has got quite a few tattoos. So we would rather she didn't do that, but she has done it. So whatever, it's her life, it's her body. But yeah, back in the 60s, I don't, and the 70s, I don't remember any girls with tattoos. One or two of my friends had tattoos. I, I never did. It wasn't something I wanted to do. But I honestly can't remember any girls having tattoos back then. Anyway, there we are. That's another another subject, another issue for another day. I'm going to cross off. Here we are, school discipline. That's gone. That's crossed off. Hello, Jane. You're from UK. Don't know where, but UK. Jane wants to know more about holidays back in the 50s and 60s. Oh, here we are. Jane's put she's uh, 25. OK, so you obviously <laughs> don't remember those days. Hang on, what's going on now? More noises. I don't know, more alerts. Holidays. Back then, well, in the 50s, for families, well, like my family, I suppose, the average family didn't have a great deal of money. Certainly not money to go abroad or anything like that. Holidays were... What I can remember most of all were going to like a caravan park, a, a caravan site. Not with your own caravan, you know, you'd load up your car. Mum and Dad would load up us kids in the, <laughs> in the back of the car. No seat belts back then, of course. We'd just all clamber in, clamber over each other, hang out of the windows and, and whatever we did. No health and safety stuff then. And we'd all drive off to somewhere like Wales or Somerset, then you get to the caravan site and you, you go to the reception, they give you the keys. And it was great fun, especially if the sun was out, which it was sometimes in Britain back then. It's out sometimes these days. And it was great. We'd all pile into the caravan, you know, mum and dad are unloading the car with our cases and food and stuff. And while they're unpacking, we run around, we go and explore, look at the, the river nearby. I mean, there's no, again, no health and safety, no notices you know, do not go near the river no fence or anything in fact I remember a railway line very close to the caravan park we stayed in once and there was no fence there was a kind of hedge I suppose there once was a fence there long since fallen down and there were gaps in the hedge and I, I remember going through the gap and standing on the railway line looking up and down the track where's the train some bloke did shout at me I think he was from the you know, one of the caravan people. He'd get off the railway line, idiot. <laughs> so, of course, there were steam engines then. I would have heard it coming a mile away, chuffing away and blowing its whistle. It was only a single track line. So it was great fun, uh, Jane. Yeah, it was fun. There were no mod cons, as they're called. No television. I mean, these days, you go on holiday to a caravan site. There's TV, microwave, fridge, cooker. There's central heating. Uh, the caravans we've stayed in on the Isle of Wight, there's central heating. You've got radiators and a gas boiler. Although they are technically caravans, they're not really caravans as we knew them in the old days. 
they've got toilet, they've got a shower. In the old days, you go to the shower block. You'd have loved that, Jane. You go to the shower block. And even if it's summer, it's cold in the mornings. And you go to the shower block with your towel and your bits and pieces. And there's other people and you have to wait. And the shower's cold anyway, from what I remember. And the toilet block was, well, I'm not very good at public toilets. I don't like that at all. And I mean, I was a kid, so I'm not too, I wasn't too worried about the the toilet block, but uh, not very nice. I suppose, I don't know, I suppose there were upmarket caravan parks, were there, with better caravans, better facilities? I don't know. But that wasn't the point. I mean, the thing is, when you're kids, you're off school, it's the summer holiday, you've gone to Wales or wherever, the West Country somewhere, that's what we normally did, because we're down here on the south coast, of course. So, you know, we're not going to drive up to Scotland, it's too far. Us kids would have driven our parents mad in the back of the car. Are we there yet? Are we there? No, we're not even at London yet. We've got our 500 miles to go. Whereas the West Country, it's only, what, a couple of hundred miles down the road. So it was great fun. We used to take books and board games and cards and all sorts of things like that for the evenings. No television. This is the biggest part of it. No television. Parents would take a radio because, well, not in the 50s. In the 60s, transistor radio. But in the 50s, there were no such thing. They were just valve. You know, you had to plug them in, the old valve radios, tube radios, as you call them over in America there, across the pond. But it was great fun for kids. I don't know whether it was great fun for my mum having to do the cooking on some sort of Calagas stove thing. And, you know, I remember boiling the kettle on this thing and it it took hours. Do you want a cup of tea? Oh, yes, please. Okay, it'll be about an hour. (laughs) And there were no nearby shops. I think there was an on-site shop. They just had a few essentials, I suppose, milk, tea, coffee, eggs, bacon, things like that. But you'd have to drive into town if you wanted to do a sort of proper shop. But it was great fun. You know, I, I loved it all. It was great. I like our Isle of Wight holidays now. I mean, we don't take the grandchildren anymore, which is a shame. Well, it's not a shame. They've grown up. It's, it's good they've grown up. Uh, good for them anyway. But I do miss those days. Taking the four kids. They'd stay overnight here. You know, mum would drop them off. Mum and dad would drop them off here. They'd stay overnight. And then in the morning... We'd head off down to Portsmouth, get the ferry over to the island. Fantastic. They loved it. They used to squeal. We'd get in the car in the morning. I'd say, right, who wants to go to the Isle of Wight? Me, 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 screaming going on. Great fun. And it's good that they enjoyed it. You know, even though they've had holidays with their parents abroad, they've been to America and Egypt and Dubai. They've been all over the place. But they loved the Isle of Wight. They really loved that. Not now, because they're teenagers don't want to go to the Isle of Wight with Grandma and Grandad. <laughs> How uncool is that? <laughs> so that's what it was like, Jane, caravans anyway. We did stay, we had um, my cousins, my mum's sister and her husband, they lived down in Somerset. We did drive down there and stay in their house. They had quite a big old, like an old farmhouse, I think it was. Oh, here we go, what's happened now? Oh, it's about, oh, I don't know, it's more bad news. I can't keep reading bad news. Yeah, we stayed with them. They had quite a big old farmhouse in the country, which, of course, I loved. I forget where it was in Somerset, but it really was in the country. Their garden was like, well, it was all part of the woods and the fields. I don't think they had a fence around the garden. And the front of the house, I remember, was just a a farm track, basically. They did have electricity. I remember that because a lot of places didn't, of course. They had a generator, but they did have electricity. And it was a huge old house. I loved it. And uh, four cousins, four girls, uh, us lot used to go down there. So there were, what, six of them? Six, there's, a, t- yeah, 12 of us. Four adults and all us kids, 12 of us. Fantastic. Eight kids. And, of course, the girls would say, right, come on, we'll show you around. And we'd go over to a, a derelict barn. And I remember the weather was particularly good uh, when we used to go. I don't know why it was particularly good in Somerset. Perhaps, what's all this dinging now? See, we didn't have all this dinging and news alerts back then. If you wanted to read the news, you'd go and buy a newspaper. <laughs> now everything beeps. But that was fantastic. Yeah, my four cousins, they'd take us all around the place and there were things to look at. As I say, a derelict barn, we'd go there and there was a, an owl's nest that they showed us. 
and went over in the evening, we saw owls coming and going and bats. We saw bats in the, you know, coming out of the trees in the woods in the evenings. And it was quite safe back then for us kids, well, eight of us all together. I don't know what the youngest one was, I can't remember. But it was quite safe for us all to go rambling around in the woods and mucking about. It was perfectly safe. I do remember in this farmhouse there was no television. This must have been, yes, it would have been the 50s. There was no television. I think they had a radio, an old, big old wooden radio there that um, my uncle used to listen to in the evenings, but no TV. I remember we played board games. We'd all go into this, was it must have been a dining room. All eight of us kids, we'd all pile into the dining room and play board games and things. So how about that? No TV. Things really have changed, haven't they, over the years? Who thinks they've changed for the better? Any oldies like me out there listening to this, have they changed for the better? I don't know. I don't think so. Raise rants at protonmail.com. I'm still hoping to interview people on the podcast episodes. That would be great. My sister-in-law, as I've said, she's a, a retired nurse, and I'd love to get her sitting here with me at the, nearly said pine table, oops, at the desk, and say to her, what was it like? Did you have a, a matron in the hospital wards? Because she trained, did her nursing training at a hospital, not at a university like they do these days. So things there have changed completely. But what was it like having a, a Hattie Jakes? Do you remember Hattie Jakes in the Carry On films? When Was it Carry On Doctor or whatever it was called? She was the matron. Come on, nurse, clear that up. That bed, look, nurse, that bed spread crooked. Here comes the doctor. He's doing his rounds. Smarten yourself up. So I will, I'll get round to that. I will do an interview with her if I can at some stage. My nephew is now, he's just started out in his new job. He's a, a cameraman, news, TV news cameraman. And he's enjoying that. So it might be interesting to interview him at some time. He's only been doing it for a few months, I think, so... Let him get a bit more experience and find out a bit more about what's going on and then have a chat with him. But it would be nice to interview people, wouldn't it? From the old days, I've asked my mum, would you like to chat about growing up as a child during the, the war years? Oh, I don't know. She says, I don't know that I'd like to do that. <laughs> I did think I'd just hide my recorder somewhere or just have it in my top pocket. And then just, you know, so what was it like, Mum, in the war, you know, growing up as a child? What was it like? Set her off, rabbiting, what is it, is it nine to the dozen or ten to the dozen? I don't know, rabbiting a lot anyway. And then put all the, the audio clip onto the podcast, might be quite interesting. I said cameraman, didn't I? You can't say that these days, stone the crows, it's camera operator. You can't say cameraman, <laughs> you get arrested. <laughs> Happy days. Oh dear me, did I tell you, was it uh, someone on the radio, he's resigned from his chat show job, or was it a chat show, I don't know what it was, been doing it for 40 something years, and he was saying, I, I think I told you the other week, he was saying on telly that now he has to be so careful, think of every sentence before he comes out with it, think of every word, because you're going to upset someone, offend someone, and he gave up, he retired from the job, he, he said I can't do that. He liked just sitting there rabbiting away, you know, like I do. If you've got to think of every single thing you're about to say, as he was saying, it spoils the flow, the whole thing's ruined. There we are, look, three quarters of an hour I've been rabbiting. More rabbit than Sainsbury's. There was another holiday, I think it was just my sister and me. We went, we went with another auntie and uncle and there, how many kids did they have, two? I can't remember. Well, we went in a tent I think that was the West Country somewhere, or was it? No, it was Wales. And we all stayed in this huge tent that my uncle had. I mean, that, that I don't know, I didn't like tents. I remember he blew up, you know, these camping gas things, little cooker type thing that you, you got a cart, a big cartridge, and it, they're blue, you know, you know the ones. And you put the kettle on that. Well, that doesn't take an hour to boil, it takes about three hours. And what he used to do, put it in, he had this huge biscuit tin, like a, must have been a foot square. He put the camping thing in there, the stove in there, to stop all the wind and stuff blowing it. And he put the kettle on top. And the thing, I don't think the, the cylinder blew up, but the thing went bang and the, the kettle flew off up in the air. The whole thing fell over. 
it's because it was in this metal tin. It didn't like it. I don't know whether it was lack of oxygen or whatever happened or some gas built up in there. But the thing exploded. Of course, we thought that was great. Great fun. But what wasn't great fun was this huge tent. We had uh, male one side, female the other side. Uh, are you allowed to say that? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no, I mustn't keep saying these things. Yes, yeah, so it was, well, boys one side, girls the other side. And in the morning, oh, that was another laugh. In the mornings on this silly little camping thing, uh, my auntie would, she'd do the, get a frying pan and she'd be doing eggs and stuff in it. Oh, dear. I don't think we went to any cafes or restaurants. You didn't sort of eat out in those days. She would make sandwiches. We're going out for the day. She'd make sandwiches for us all, like a picnic. And in the evening, we'd get back and she'd cook the evening meal. I don't know how she did it all on that little stove. I do remember one evening we bought fish and chips somewhere and took that back to the camping site. But again, that had a toilet block and shower block and I don't know. Camping is not something that I'm very good at. I did try it once as an adult and I didn't like it at all. I was just about to end the podcast when... I had an email from Ian in Scotland. Hello, Ian. Lovely to hear from you. Ian has a a quick tale, a quick audio clip. Over to you, Ian. Hello, Ray. It's Ian here up in southwest Scotland. You were talking about first dates there. I was actually thinking of back to my uh, early teens and a prank I played on some uh, friends. My friends, uh, like me, had sweet twos and liked to go to the, the ice cream van. We used to get a, a 10 pence uh, mixture of sweets in a bag from the van. And this went on for a while and I was, I think I was getting a bit fed up with it. <laughs> it seemed to be me that was dibbing my hand in my pocket for it all the time. So I thought, hmm, I'm going to play a little trick with them. What I did was uh, I went to a, a, a chemist and told them that I had some, um, I was a... Uh, constipated so i got some remember it was x-lax or i called it elax laxative chocolate at the time now i got a, a bar of that and i bought three 10 pence mixtures bags from the the van and i uh pre-prepared them sent uh put some um split the split the bar between the two two bags and i kept the third bag for myself which didn't have any laxative chocolate in it at all so then uh, we went over there. I went over to visit my friends and they said, oh, I says, I've got some 10p um, mixtures from the van here. Says, there's one for you, there's one for you. These were, these were two brothers. I just say they'll remain nameless. Anyway, kind of long story short, uh, they ate them, I ate mine. Whatever, I went, uh, went home and then uh, I saw them the next day, I think in the afternoon. And I says, oh, how are you? I says, I know. One of them said, oh, I was up at half past two in the morning needing the toilet. He said, oh, he says it was, he says, uh, <laughs> I was busted for a number two. Uh, okay. And the other one says, he says, <laughs> he says <laughs> the other brother says, I couldn't stop farting all night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I burst out laughing and told them what had happened. <laughs> One of them thumped me in the arm. We call it a dead arm because he thumped me in the arm. But after that, they never asked me for to buy any uh, stuff from the ice cream van again. Oh, it's hysterical. Great stuff, Ian. Thank you for that. I love the sniggering. Why is it that uh, blokes snigger with that about that sort of thing? You know, starts off when you're a kid. It doesn't matter how old you get. The sniggering still goes on. That's fantastic, Ian. Thank you for that. It is nice. I know a lot of you have said we, you like the uh, the little audio clips from people. A friend of mine, I was talking to him the other day about first dates and embarrassing moments. And he said, uh, I don't remember this. He said, do you remember the stink bomb? I don't remember the stink bomb. Apparently what he did was uh, this friend of ours, I know the friend of ours, Malcolm. This uh, Malcolm, he'd got a new girlfriend and uh, they went to a pub their first evening out. They went to the pub, the pub that we were in as well. And what this friend of mine did, nipped out to Malcolm's car and put a stink bomb. You know those little glass, are they vials? A little glass stink bomb. He just, with a little bit of sticky, whatever it was, onto the brake pedal. 
Okay, so if you, obviously, when you go to brake, the little glass thing will break and stink the car out. So they had a couple of drinks and they were going off, I think they were going off out for a meal or something, uh, the, this two. And, <laughs> of course, he got in the car, she got in the car. This is the, the first date with this girl. And the, the glass broke and the car absolutely stank. Now, we didn't hear about any of this until we next saw him uh, a couple of days later. And he said, right, who did it? Who did, where we're saying, what, what, who did what? Uh, this is what uh, you know, this friend of mine was telling me. I, I remember vaguely, but I can't remember all the details. And this Malcolm was in such a, a foul mood that uh, you know, this friend just denied it. And apparently I denied it as well. I do have some vague memory. There was also a stink bomb someone let off on the dance floor at a nightclub that I used to go to quite often. That was dreadful. I don't know who that was. They dropped it on the dance floor. Obviously, someone trod on it. And the whole place, it was like rotten eggs. Do you remember the old stink bombs? One or two people used to let them off at school. One chap got the cane. It wasn't me. But this Malcolm, we, we just denied all knowledge of it. No idea. Must have been someone in the pub. Don't know who it could have been. When you're sort of young, well, I suppose when you're old as well, they, these things happen, don't they? I mean, stink bombs. Would I let, if I had a stink bomb now, and I was going to a dance, would I drop it on the floor? I mean, I'm not going to go to a dance anyway. Would I do that? I don't know. Of course I wouldn't. What am I saying? Of course I wouldn't. I'm an upright pillar of the community. But there we are. Great stuff. If you've got any uh, pranks or if you know anything about the Ice Age, let me know. Or any pranks that you've uh, done or been part of in the past or had played on you even. Be great to hear from you. Any first date things that have gone on. Let me know. Raise rants at protonmail.com. I will end it here now. I'm going to see whether it's, it looks lovely out there. Sunshine, blue sky still. Little bit of a wind from the east now, a bit of a breeze. But I want to get a few things in the garden. So I, I'm going to see whether I can brave the cold. I don't know what it is out there now. It's probably about 10, 10 centigrade. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening as always. I hope you've enjoyed listening as much as I've enjoyed rabbiting and I will see you on Wednesday. Look after yourselves. Take care. Bye bye for now.